Hey, where's my intro music? I didn't have it. Ah, oh, darn it. I didn't make it ready. And the camera. There we go. Recording everything. Wow, things are slowing down. Only to speed up again. Workouts in? I fell. How to run a marathon. Stevie Skirsky now live on YouTube. Chinese markets are closing on Friday. Get your money out. Spring Festival coming up. Any plans? Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, folks, it is Monday, February 5th, 2024. I'm Stephen Sersky, Canadian expat, uh, living it up here in the Beijing of China, the China, the mainland of China. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is slowing down as uh, Spring Festival is sort of right around the corner. We're talking like three or four days, uh, February 9th, which is, I, I've done this before. I can never remember what day it is. Yeah, February 9th, uh, so that's a Friday, and I think that is the night of the gala. And then February 10th is actually Chu Xi, which is uh, the actual beginning of uh, Spring Festival itself. I think that's how it works. No, Chu Xi is on Friday, and then Chun Jie is on Saturday. I don't know. I You'd think I'd know this after 10 years. I Because st- it changes every year, you know, this Spring Festival jumps around. They call it Chinese New Year, I and mean, first of all, it's a Lunar New Year. You know, let's why not? But uh, uh, it, it bounces around, and so I can never remember how it actually goes. It's one of these things that um, <clears throat> when I think I've got, when I think I understand it, then I usually get it confused anyway. So, but it is it is coming up this weekend, uh, and things are noticeably quiet, a lot quieter uh, than uh, usual. I guess the schools are all closed. At least some of, I mean, yeah, there's a lot less uh, kids running around and stuff like that. So. That's sort of an in- indication that uh, uh, people are returning to their hometowns. Um, yesterday, Sunday, was a work day uh, for most people. Uh, today's a work day, and then uh, I think everyone is off after Thursday. So there's no more work after Thursday. Uh, if they have to work Friday, that's I think they get... I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not even sure if you can work for. I have no idea. But uh, the first three days of Spring Festival, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, that would be triple time. Uh, that they get paid if they work those days. So it is slowing down for right now, but uh, <laughs> looking ahead to the next month, and it's like, ah, work's going to get busy again. Uh, it just seems like it's it's constant busy. And part of the reason is because uh, COVID has sort of glutted, gutted, uh, purged foreigners. Um, not Maybe not purged, but I mean, it, it, a lot of foreigners did leave. And as a result, there aren't as many people who who were here doing jobs before. Uh, so, and some of these jobs, <clears throat> some jobs can't be replaced by mainlanders. It's just the nature of the work. Um, they can ship it off overseas uh, to a certain extent, but uh, even still, they they not just my company, but other companies who have operations in China. Uh, they need people who are available in the Chinese time zone because it's very difficult to get someone in, uh, you know, in Britain or Spain or Canada uh, to work mainland Chinese hours, uh, and it, it can be uh, a little bit difficult to uh, sort of to get to to make work properly, sort of thing. So uh, you do have to have a base of uh, base of operations here. You have to have people will, live, willing to live and work in China, uh, and with all the funisms that happen as a result and of course because we're all working from home now so it's like well why would i go to china if i'm going to work from home right 
and I don't get to travel or anything. There's no work trips or anything. So it's um, the attractions that brought in a lot of people before have sort of been pulled back. Uh, and uh, I don't think they're going to come back. I mean, to tell you the truth, I mean, we, we, a lot of people talk about AI. Actually, this was in a, one of the groups I was, I'm in. Uh, people are talking about the uh, this future, this very near future. By the time I die, and we're talking like a, there's a bunch of 40-year-olds talking about by the time I die, the world is going to be a lot different. You know, the bots will be, will have taken over and everything. I'm going, yeah, that they might even be thinking like another 40 years. I'm thinking like another 80 years. We're talking when we're saying February 5th, 2121, 2124, that maybe we'll have the bots figured out and they'll be zipping around, washing our windows and doing all sorts of stuff. One of the things that, that would be kind of neat to have uh, is to have uh, robots sort of help out with a lot of health stuff, like uh, like withdrawing blood and stuff like that, or early detection. <clears throat> so uh, like looking at uh, if you have any sort of uh, infections. And I guess, well, you know who talks about this? Michio Kaku in his book, um, not the quantum question. What was the other one that he read uh, that I read? Yeah, maybe it was that... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the quantum revolution that um, he, he talks about a year in a day in the life of the year 2050, wherein basically there, there are uh, microbial labs built into your toilet that will do samples uh, and will collect samples and register and be connected to your health app and everything like that. And will tell you, will monitor your health for you basically. So it's not like you'd have to worry about a, an annual health check and actually going. It's that you'll just take a shit in your toilet and your toilet will tell you, dude, not everything's okay. You better up your uh, your vegetable intake again and cut down on the uh, the uh, <laughs> the super proof alcohol that you've been imbibing again. Well, I, I didn't drink anything last night. It's not what your shit tells me. Oh, and your piss? We can measure that too. Right? How's that? I mean, if you had an AI bot talking back to you, talking shit to you and you're like I'm not sure I like this um you know th this idea that they know everything about because it won't be they them the government it'll be your toilet your toilet will know a lot about you because it's looking at your poop oh what a shitty topic oh snappers punny righto so things might uh, uh speed up again uh, or get busy again into March April it just seems things are busy how did I get onto this topic oh because foreigners right uh foreigners are uh going or have left China we, some of this stuff should be automated I actually think some parts of my job should be automated right to tell you the truth I've been trying to automate my job I've been trying to automate everything so uh, I talked about the my newsletter last week which you can find at substack.com did get my workouts in and if there's a sign of age I fell today that's the first time ever that I have I don't think I've ever stumbled and fallen on a run in the last four years. And I started running again back in 2020. Uh, shocked. I've been knocked off my bike before. I almost got hit on Sunday, yesterday, uh, by a car. But, uh, like, really close. We're talking, like, holy foot. Had I not lifted my foot, it would have touched the car sort of thing. Uh, <clears throat> a little bit surprised there. But today was, today, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, today I was I did my uh, typical lunchtime run, and I did about six kilometers, and I was coming off to the uh, 
the very end of the well up to the six kilometer run and the, I, I pull into this little roundabout area this little circular area and there was an old guy with his dog there we're talking like grandpa sort of thing and i just was i not I'm trying to avoid him it wasn't like he was at fault it was that i was running down this path that i've run out run through many times and my foot just hit this one brick that was out of place and down i went <laughs> and so the guy's like oh be careful be careful and he's, he's, he helps me up and he's dusting me off and everything. Mission, mission, mission. Don't worry. Please don't think that I hurt myself. Like, I mean, I didn't, thankfully I didn't break anything. No major. I got one little nick on my, uh, my elbow and that's about it. Uh, other than that, all okay. I finished the, uh, the running, the mileage and everything, but that's the first time. Um, I can't, I can't remember if I've fallen before. I can't remember. Now I do run the same course over and over again. I know the course. Um, but this one part of the path, it's, uh, what is it, would you call it cobblestone? I guess like it's little bricks. It's not the same as the type of bricks that they use on the main pathway. And these bricks get dislodged all the time. And I mean, in China, it's not uncommon. And it's not just in China. It's, you know, it's not uncommon in the, on the compound to have loose bricks or holes, like trucks drive up and down the, uh, the, the walkway and everything. So they dislodge bricks and they crack them and break them and everything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this was so a little bit shocking to tell you the truth. I've never had that happen before. Uh, no major injuries, so I'm glad about that. But uh, it did sort of it shook me because I was like, "The hell is this a sign of aging?" That I'm, I mean, this is my first time ever falling. I hope this is not like a a sign of anything. Six point four eight kilometers in forty one minutes and forty five seconds. It was doing about a six minute thirty uh, kilometer. Uh, minute per kilometer sort of the pace so it was a decent pace and uh, it felt very light I did get my uh, light workout after work done as well but an interesting question popped up should I run a marathon and I was like I don't really don't I, I don't want to run in a marathon I don't I have no desire zero desire nor do I have any uh, zero I, I don't feel like I need to do this for anyone or anything or even for myself to go like join the Beijing marathon. Like, fuck that. I don't need that shit. But could I run a marathon worth of distance? That's 43 kilometers, 44 kilometers. That's 44 laps around the compound. I go, I could do that. I think of that. I go, yeah, I could. I mean, in today's run, uh, you know, a nice and leisurely 6.5 kilometers, uh, which uh, by the way, uh, Four miles is 6.44 kilometers, not 6.4, which is what I thought it was before. So 6.44 kilometers, 6.45 to be safe. <clears throat> and that's your four mile mark. So I'm getting prepared for my uh, my typical, what's become an annual sort of little bit of a tradition now that might have to ch get changed up this year for uh, reasons that will become a little bit clearer uh, as we approach that date. But typically at the beginning of March, I do what's called a four by four by 48 which is you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Last year I did 52 miles, which is basically two marathons back to back in three days. So I ran two marathons in three days. Can I run a marathon in a day? Can I run a marathon before work? I'm looking at my timing, my pace, my average pace, and I'm looking about, you know, how I feel and everything after a run, especially today's. I mean, that was a nice and light run. If I were to get up at three o'clock in the morning, and just start running, trotting along, hitting a six-minute 
30 pace, even a seven minute pace. In theory, I could run a full marathon, 26.2 miles, 44 kilometers before work. It, it would suck. And, you're, and you'd be like, well, Steve, why, why would you want to start at three o'clock in the morning? And so I, I'm thinking about this because, so there's a few things. Number one, I, I have no desire to race with other people or run with other people. I don't care. I, I don't need the medal. I don't need the participation trophy. Don't even need uh, the picture or anything. But could I run a marathon or marathons before work? So could it be like once every three or four months, I just get up at three o'clock in the morning and I run 26 miles, 27 miles. Could I do that? Could, could I build up my endurance to do that? Should I do training to do that? How much training do I... Because a lot of people start thinking like, oh, you got to start 17 weeks out. You got to uh, ramp up. You got to tamper down. You got to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what if I just did it? You know, how if I just got up one day, Saturday or Sunday at three o'clock in the morning and just started running, how far? And I, <clears throat> and I guess important thing to, to note here is that at this point, I would sort of say uh, that it's not about um, being able to necessarily finish the uh, the whole thing uh but it's more about whether or not i could do five hours so could i run for five hours uh in one go and if i see how far i can get so if i was were able to uh start at three o'clock in the morning if i work at 8 30 would i how much would i be able to finish in that time and so that's sort of that's sort of the question. If I gave myself uh, that time limit rather than the uh, than the distance limit, this one person was asking me like, "Well, but what's the time that you want to hit with your marathon?" I'm like, "I, I work at 8:30." She said, "But no, no, no. Like, well, how long do you want to like? What's your target aim for your your marathon?" I'm like, I work at 8:30, so the cutoff. If I'm not done by 8:30, guess what? You come in. <laughs> You sit down, you start working. <laughs> now, if, you, if you've been running since three o'clock in the morning and you haven't finished the marathon by then, well, guess what? You're not finishing the marathon. Next time, run faster. <laughs> that was sort of my uh, my approach to the whole issue. But uh, we'll see. I mean, this is an idea. And you know what? The, the dangerous thing about having this idea is that I think I've had this. I, whenever I have ideas like this, they typically at some point, they sort of they materialize. So it's only a matter of time before I... Because what has to happen isn't so much... My body has to get used to it. It's that in my mind, I have to get it through that, yes, in fact, you could actually run this marathon at any time. You have to pick the time and then go do it. Now, your body will probably be able to do it. You'll hurt, of course, but you will be able to run. I'm not even sure how much I'd hurt. after. I, I don't know. That's the thing. Like after Running 6.5 kilometers... Today, I'm going to ah, pretty good. You double that up. You run two hours. You're going, oh, okay, so is it, is it that much more painful? Is it like uh, exponential pain? And then you triple that and you quadruple that. And like, yeah, that, at what point does the uh, the body sort of go, ow, I don't like this anymore. Stop this. And then your mind has to keep on going. Say, no, the mind, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you're going to run 44 kilometers um, regardless of whether or not you actually like it, because you will survive. You are a decently young and decently healthy man. You will do this. You, you can do this. So, I mean, that's basically what's going to come down to. When will I decide to do it? Stevie Skirsky now live on YouTube. 
I've been publishing. So for the last two months, December and January, I do this song a day challenge sort of thing where December I focus mostly on percussion. February, uh, sorry, January, I focus mostly on what do you call it? Uh, like experimental, like just trying out different software instruments and stuff like that. Well, I sort of took it upon myself to uh, create a new YouTube channel and started publishing um, electronic music. And this this sort of stemmed from this app that I have, the Novation Launchpad. Now, a couple of months ago, I bought the, this hardware piece, this uh, like a, a MIDI, like a drum controller sort of thing, basically, uh, for um, the Novation Launchpad X or Pro Mart, whatever it is, something like that. And as a result, it's, it said that you could use this in conjunction with a um, uh, an app, but the app costs more money. So I bought the hardware, which it comes with a bunch of samples and everything as well. That's cool. Good. So I use those a bunch of times, but then you can get, you know, for an extra, I think it was an extra 80 bucks, you can get a year long subscription to this uh, app. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to spend $80 on this, you know, especially since I'm not generating any revenue from it. But then I'm thinking, like, they tell you you're going to get 200 sample packs. Okay, well, I mean, you know, what if? 80 bucks. I mean, I've spent money on dumber things than that. 80 bucks for a year. So what if, for the next year, this $80, I create, I go through all of the sample packs twice and publish a song a day? And unlike... Uh, December drumming or January, where it's it's supposed to force me to sit down each and every day. This is more. I can do six tracks in a day and then publish them uh, separately. I mean that that's that's fine. But I could create thirty one tracks in a day if I just want to sit there and press each sort of button and see how what it goes. Now the thing about these samples is that you can't just do one. You can't just press one track. Like if you're if you're already trying to shmime me your way out of it, then no, this is not what I'm doing at all. I am mixing songs. As I go each and every day and publishing them onto uh, onto YouTube, so it's Stevie Skursky, S T V S K R S K I is the uh, the handle that you can go check out. I've got four or five videos up there already, so it's uh, we'll see how long. I mean, 200, 300, 400 songs in a in a year. Why not? I mean, they're sample packs. How hard is this, right? I don't know. I actually I have no idea. It might maybe they'll suck. Maybe I'll get tired of this in three months and be like done with this i want to do something else in my life other than play on computers all day but uh what i do for my work anyway <laughs> chinese marks are markets are closed on friday so if you want your money uh you need to sell by wednesday and take your money out by thursday this is not an advisory this is just education because it's a t plus one so you sell and then you're able to withdraw your money the next day that's how it works here in the chinese markets uh, did we see a bottom on Friday? I said that if uh, Friday was the bottom, a capitulation, then today was, if Friday wasn't the capitulation, then today would be worse and we, it, we would see a more of a bludgeoning. Now that did happen in the morning and then right around 10.15, 10.30, just so common for the markets to turn around, it started going up. Now, most stocks were still down quite a bit. The Chinese markets are absolutely getting bludgeoned. Uh, to I don't know who's selling. I don't know why it's happening. Uh, I mean, I kind of suspect that it's because... Actually, I have no idea. I'll tell you the truth. No, I can't even make a, a, a guess as to if it's large institutional investors overseas selling ETFs. And as a result, the ETFs has to have to liquidate their uh, the Chinese stocks because that's how it works. Uh, but... 
whether that's happening or if it's uh, private investors here in China or big investors here in China, no idea. I know there was a new rule introduced a couple weeks ago, but that rule almost seems like it's, well, we're just going to pour more bad news on top of the bad news. Like if the markets are down, let's just, let's just release bad news, whatever, who cares, right? And so that sort of seems to be what the, the playbook is, which is common. It happens in the United States and in Canada as well. Like when markets are down, you just send out the bad news. It's bad enough. Force out the 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 weak hands, the capitulation, everything, and the let the let let the institutional investors buy back in with your pension funds or something like that. So, uh, just so there, there you go. Just uh, make sure that if you are trading stocks, uh, in in China, that uh, you keep in mind of the T plus one withdrawal. So if you sell your money, sorry, if you sell your stocks, you won't be able to get your money until the next day. So. Keep that in mind as the markets are closed on Friday. Spring Festival coming up. Um, any plans? Uh, no, not 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 for Spring Festival. Staying put. Got to get a few things done, some paperwork, and some planning and stuff like that. There will be the Temple Fairs this year, so they are taking place. But if they are anything like the Harbin Snow and Ice Festival, they're going to be packed because this is the first year that these things have been held in the last four years, last five years. So since 2019, keep that in mind. So it's going to be like, I think Beijing is going to be flooded, inundated with uh, people from around the country. It's going to be busy. And these things are busy anyway. They're, they're, they're packed full of people on the slowest day possible. But uh, imagine it after five years and people haven't been able to travel to Beijing or whatever. And, you know, kids have grown up and now someday we'll take it to Beijing. Like that's, that's what they're going to do this year. So uh, the migration has already started. People have started moving around. The train stations are hugely busy. Uh, and yeah, I don't really want to deal with any of that. So um, I think uh, I think as far as I'm going to go is around the compound one more time. Hopefully they don't trip this time. Don't have to go to the hospital or anything because I'm not even sure if... Uh, I, I'm not sure how many things are actually open throughout uh, the uh, the festival. All right, folks, I'll leave it there. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, show notes and tracks are available up on my website. Uh, stevenskirsky.com and don't forget to check out stevie skirsky on youtube and bandcamp for all the creative audio that you never knew you needed thanks again we'll do this again have a good one bye bye